Hello, hello, hello. Guess what time it is? It is Me Black Motivation Live. I'm your host today, Monica Henderson. And I wonder if, did you hear me? Did you hear that? Yeah, sometimes we have issues with communication. So today, we're going to figure out how you can understand how to communicate with your team so that you can maximize your business. Let's get started. here and uh, I have a very special guest on the couch with me today. Uh, we have Miss Ellen Taylor who is a peak performance coach. Uh, welcome to the show Ellen. Thanks Monica. I'm so happy to be here. I love the laughing part right before this. <laughs> I know it's one of our it's our signature for the for the opening of the show uh, and we just loved it so much that it you know it was something that kind of continued on with us. Uh, so Today, we are going to have a conversation, uh, but this is not just about me and Ellen having this conversation. This conversation includes you as well. So if you are watching this show right now, you too are a co-host just on your couch. So don't forget to drop your comments in the chat, uh, like and be a part of the conversation, and we will put your comments right here at the bottom of the screen as they pop up. So feel free to chime in at any time. So excited to get this party started. So um, I am going to ask you our first question because I would really like to get to know uh, Ellen a little bit more. Actually, this is like our first time meeting. So uh, this is all gonna be fresh to me too. So um, why are you passionate about helping people understand using, uh, um, understand their team using your zone of genius? Well, so many reasons, but I'll, I'll condense it down, Monica. It's that when you realize that you can have significant impact by just thinking about how you interact and why you want to help, the best way to think about this is when I was in financial services, so I spent my career over there and I worked with an individual who his zone of genius was about having a conversation. So many people are afraid of having a conversation. And the impact he had on my life was tremendous. So I have five kids, three of them came after him by way of adoption. And when you can significantly impact and change a life of somebody, why wouldn't you want to help them with their zone of genius? It's all in there. It's all inside of you. <laughs> there we go. We're working through some technical difficulties. <laughs> I'm like, I can keep talking. <laughs> That's what happens when you're in a live show. You just never know what's going to happen and what the flow is, but it's okay. Because uh, okay. this is like real-time real business coaching, right? Like when things go the wrong way or it's not going the way you go, you just keep pushing through and you keep kind of making it happen. Uh, and so I'm sure some of you out in the audience have kind of had those moments where you're like, yep, the tech and me are not talking very well today. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons why I, I, am, I personally enjoy uh, kind of helping people 
uh, in the way of like communicating with their team is because a lot of the times people don't realize that they have a team, especially when they're solopreneurs or small business owners. They think I'm the only person. It's only me. It's only my business. Um, it's my business. I'm just me by myself. And that's because you don't think that you're actually cutting a paycheck for someone to be a part of your business. But what you don't realize is your entire support system is a part of your team when you're a solopreneur or entrepreneur. Uh, and so giving people the awareness that like not only is everyone, and I mean everyone who has a stake in your business, a part of your team, uh, but your ability to communicate with them is going to make this, this journey either easier for you or harder for you. Uh, and so um, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs and uh, we have two separate businesses, but in this, in, at the same time, if he needs something from me, from my zone of genius, I have to support him. Why? Because I'm going to be fed <laughs> if I do and vice versa, right? Like we are, we are a part of the team, but then I have all of my VAs and I have uh, other people who are supporting the community and other power partners. So there's so many people who are part of that team, including your coaches and, um, and people who need to know what your vision is. And so helping people understand that you have a team, even if you didn't think you had a team, uh, makes me excited because now I know if you, once you know, you can do something, then you can actually kind of work on that to be more effective and more efficient uh, to get things done. So that's why I like helping people communicate uh, with their, in their zone of genius. Um, so <clears throat> I'm excited because me and Ellen were gathering earlier. We were like, the whole time and Peggy had to interrupt us so that we can get the show started. So um, I'm excited to kind of dive into these topics with her. And, you know, our topic is, did you hear me? And so it's really about why is connecting with your team important for professionals to, um, to thrive in life and business? Like, why is that so important in the first place? Yep. And, and I love what you said before this, Monica, which is to really understand that I don't care if you're a solopreneur or if you've got a team of 50, it is to understand every person you get to come into contact with has the ability to impact you in your business and vice versa, the same for you. I used to have this conversation with individuals who might still be working in the corporate world. So think of, think of it in that sense as well. And they think they don't sell and people think selling is a bad thing. It's not. It is being able to convey what you can bring to the table, why it might be beneficial, whether it's for your immediate. And so think about the team. Um, I have clients, I have one client who has gotten seven promotions in the last five years. So do you think they didn't have a great way to communicate their skill and ability within a corporation with thousands of people? So that's at the very large scale. But like you said, Monica, so think of team. And when you're a solopreneur and the talent, you are everything. And everybody we get to touch has the ability to grow your business. So think about how you communicate, even with the Starbucks barista. It's one of my pet peeves. People go in there and they don't look at them and they don't ask them questions. I'm always like, I love your blue hair. I love your spiky, you know, earrings coming out of your ear because it lets them know that they're seen. And one of the things I teach my clients is called leave everybody with the impression of increase, meaning 
like this, like this conversation today, are we leaving everybody who's seeing this now or seeing it later better because they got some information that's going to help them? And so when you think about interacting with a team or outside, it's what is the objective? What do you hope to do? How can you them? And can you do this in the guise of leaving them better off, even when you want them to do something for you? Yes, yes. Always leaving better better than you found it. Uh, that's one of the things that I grew up, my mom always said, like, leave everywhere and everyone better than you found it in them. Uh, and so I 100% concur and agree with that sentiment. Uh, and, you know, I want to, yes, and that, right? Uh, because we are, it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible to build a business by yourself, right? Like you could think that, no, 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 I got it. I'm super, I'm a superwoman. I'm like boss lady or boss man. And I got this. I, I'm so talented. I can do it. But in the end, when it really comes down to it, businesses are not buildings or uh, websites. They are people. They are they are people who are using said products. They are people who are creating those products. They are people who are promoting those products. And so <clears throat> when you're looking at kind of like how you make those people feel, making sure that they're heard in that process really kind of helps you be able to get the most out of them, right? So like, uh, I, like you were talking about Starbucks, I remember when I was uh, managing a dress store in downtown LA and the entire neighborhood knew me. The entire neighborhood knew me to the point now where my daughter can't walk anywhere without someone saying, hey, how's your mother? And every time I go, they go, how have you been? It's been so long. But the entire neighborhood knew me. And it be it became a benefit to me uh, because I treated all of them as though they were a part of our team, right? Like we were all in the same team, the fabric store um, owners were a part of my a, a part of my design team, right? Because I was buying fabric from them, and the tailors down the street they would get my overflow if I couldn't get something done fast enough, and I needed another set of pants. They would they would they would be the people I would like walk customers over to, and so in that process of thinking that everybody in this ecosystem is a part of my team, right? They're all a part of the supply chain. I got so many perks and benefits and like credits and and like adjustments and just support because I treated them that way. And so I want to encourage everyone, no matter who you're talking to, it's the, the the cashier at Kinko's or or Staples or it's uh, the person who you order you, uh, you order any part of your business from. If you don't see them as a part of your team. And you're not thinking about like, how can I communicate with them in a way that they know I love and support them in their business. And I, I, I would love for them to support me in my business as well. Then it really makes it hard. And the beautiful part about doing that, right. And making all of those people a part of my team is when someone came to them from that lens, right. They referred them to me, right. They're like, Oh, you have to talk to her. As a matter of fact, my card was stuck on so many registers in those buildings because they saw me so often. I checked in on them. I was, how's it going? What you got new? You know, and they were, so when they had someone who had a question that I could answer, they would send them to me. Uh, and so 
I really hope, like you're saying, do are we going to leave people better? I hope, if nothing else, that we get anything from this, is that anyone and everyone who touches your business okay. is actually a part of your team, and you've got to treasure them and treat them as such, and you got to make sure you open those lines of communications really, really open so that they can actually support you and you can support them in that process. So, Monica, one thing I would add to that, because, and I thought this was interesting, because as you're talking... And, and people will hear this and understand. When you're talking, am I thinking about what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Or am I stopping and listening? Yes. <laughs> so here's, and here's what's interesting. And, and look, I'm an introverted salesperson, and yet I spent a whole bunch of time in the self and learned it was a skill. That we think if we're not preparing in our head, that there's something wrong, yet you miss the opportunity. And there is nothing wrong, even on this live stream, of pausing for 30 seconds to collect your thoughts because you actually listened mm -hmm. to what was being said and asked versus what, what, what am I going to say? What, what am I going to say? Yep. And then it, because at that point, you are connecting heart to heart with someone and working with a team or like you said, realizing everybody external is your partner. Are they heard or are they just another checkbox, checkbox, checkbox? Right. Yeah. So, oh gosh, like so many people, people have that mistake of, I think introverts do it really well. I'm going to say, because we're both introverts, I can say, I think introverts do this more naturally yes. uh, than extroverts because extroverts are more, more likely uh, to project outward to the world what they want to have happen. And introverts are very cozy in our own little space, yeah. in our own little world. Uh, and so when someone's talking to us, it's like, do I have to respond? Do I have to give energy in the, in the exchange? Or are they just talking at me, right? Like there's this, this kind of moment of pause when someone's talking to you. But I think um, we could, we, both, both sides of that can learn from each other, right? The, the natural introverted person uh, may not necessarily want to push what they're feeling out in the world or, or push their thoughts or um, impose on someone uh, something. Uh, and the extrovert, may not necessarily be um, uh, inclined to necessarily like pause and listen because they're so excited to jump in, right? Uh, and so uh, really kind of being able to see like how people kind of show up. And I always say, I, I, I listen with my full body, right? Uh, my entire, all of my senses are actively listening when I'm engaging with someone, which is, and it's funny, I just had this conversation with my husband. I was like, I am tired a little bit of networking right now uh, because I need I need a break because yep. when I listen, I listen completely and intently and all my energy is there and that's exhausting. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like you work a room like there's no tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, but the reason why people love me and the reason why people kind of like gravitate to me and want to keep telling me everything and want to keep talking to me is because I'm they know, they can feel that I am listening with all of my senses. Uh, and I think that's that's something 
both as a introvert that you have to recognize that extroverted people are not necessarily kind of the same as you. And so you do have to kind of communicate with them differently, but also recognizing that if you have somebody who is on your team, who's a little bit more reserved or a little bit more introverted or not quick to speak up, uh, that you can create space for them to do that. Yep. I would add, um, and especially from all complexities of all different types of individuals that we're working with in a team, good leaders had to be good followers. Yes. And they forget that. And I don't, it doesn't really matter how they got there, but you'll be a good leader if you were a good follower. And one of the challenges, um, and I never liked the word introvert because I was labeled shy growing up and it was like, like labels are just crazy. All introvert means, and you just said this, is that we re-energize by quiet. Yes. So when, so when I traveled, I'd come home and I'd go, just don't talk to me. Like this, <laughs> this needs like to be plugged in and recharged for all of that. Yeah. But the other challenge for individuals like that, so if somebody's listening, they probably need to hear this. We can have the potential that we make up stories in our head about going to that networking event or having that interaction with a team member or, and we'll just live there for a while. And then it's out of there, which why that leaving people better off kind of pulls them out of that. um, We talk so bad to ourselves in our head. Yes, we so do. We so do. I always, uh, when, when we have people in our community, because we do a lot of, like day-to-day face-to-face kind of like networking or in the co-working space we see each other all the time so we see each other when we're like excited about something we also see someone in their kind of the depths of their like i'm horrible and i always say don't talk about my friend like that you would never let anybody talk about me like that why would you ever allow yourself to talk to to you about that that way and first of all if you're gonna keep talking about my friend like that I'm gonna come over there and get you, you know, and kind of make a joke about it. But it really comes down to that, right? Like the words that we're saying to ourselves um, can be sometimes harsher than words that are saying to other people, which is why as a leader, it's so important for you to, uh, especially when you're adjusting someone's behavior or you're adjusting someone's kind of like workflow or how how you need to correct, course correct what's happening. uh, You need to be very careful with your words and how you are engaging with people because you never know what kind of drama they're already having in their head about the mistake that they made. Uh, and I'm always for the underparenting as opposed to the underparenting, whether undercoaching as opposed to the overcoaching, right? It's like, it's okay to make mistakes as opposed to you made this mistake, right? right? It's okay to make the mistake. The mistakes is where we learn. That's like where growth happens. Uh, it's, a, it's a cheat code to life. As a matter of fact, hurry up and make another mistake so we can figure out what else we need to fix, right? Uh, that is substantially better than if you're telling someone like, you you messed this up and this is horrible and oh, now we have to start all over again. And I know maybe internally you're like, oh, we lost so much time. But really the truth is all of it is done in divine timing and everything that needs to be will be. Uh, so it's just a matter of kind of really supporting the person who is helping you get to the objective that you're trying to get to uh, and making sure that you're not, again, causing more harm in that process. Yep. Always. Yes. So uh, obviously we're being moved along here. Uh, (laughs) So how has not understanding a coworker been a problem for you in the past? Oh my gosh. Um, 
So let me lay the groundwork a little bit because you'll really understand this. So all those labels I said before, and I'm not a big fan of labels because you're right, words are really powerful. And if we accepted that opinion of who we were at that point in time, but I'm a science analytical type of person. So when I was in school, I was with uh, nuclear medicine, which has nothing to do with business. And when I got out during a recession, business was the first thing I ended up in, in financial services, which to this day is still 95% men. So you take the shy, introverted, nuclear medicine type of personality and you put them into sales. I didn't understand most of my coworkers. And I was raised in a small town in Illinois. Not that that matters. It's just that I was the first high school graduate. So it's not that I saw people being successful in business, but I realized they had a different world book. And so when you look at working with people that you don't understand, or you have a conflict, there's a couple different ways to, to assess it. And it's just to really understand, I don't know the rules. Somebody else knows the rules. Let me find out that piece of information. So you look at the abundance of all the different types of coaching, all the different types of books. I mean, look behind me. I obviously love books, but I found somebody who understood the rule book and he gave me the rule book to use. And that one gives you tips and tools so you can feel like you're moving along and understand it. And the second, and this may sound counterintuitive, but we're, I'm a big believer in practicing gratitude every single day, every single day, every single day. In fact, there's some great um, YouTube and TED Talks on it. But when there's a person that we're having a conflict with and we don't understand, it's to take that exercise in the morning and to write 10 things that are good about that person. It will change it in a matter of days, if not weeks, because you're looking for the good in them, yeah. which is what you'll start to see. Yes. Big, like well, huge change. Huge. What we focus on expands. Is what I yeah. what we focus on expands. So if we are looking for all the ways that they are not helpful in not yeah. being a, a contributor to our business, we're going to find so many ways of that. Yeah. But if you're going to find, you're going to look for how many ways are they a benefit, you're going right. to find way more of that. And speaking, to, and even speaking to that benefit in them, right? You know, I appreciate that, that you brought this to the table, you brought that to the table, and you brought that to the table. Uh, people do see, feel seen and heard when when you can acknowledge and give them appreciation for how they support you and, and how much love that they give for you. Because a lot of the times people just don't know. They don't know at all. I know for me, um, <clears throat> I too am from the Shy Kid Club. Uh, uh, Mine is a bit more extreme in that I have quite a bit of social anxiety as a child. So uh, speaking to strangers was actually a, a life-threatening event for me <laughs> almost every time. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've spoke about this on the show before. It was, you know, I felt like I was going to die when I had to speak to strangers. So uh, for me, and uh, recently I've really kind of been reflecting on like how my mom would make comments about, you know, you've always marched to the beat of your own drum and you've always done things differently. And, and it's and it's true. I've because I was working with a different map of the world uh, that someone who didn't have those kinds of fears, 
um, I, I've always had to be a bit more resourceful about how I got things done because I it wasn't that I didn't want to um, give someone what they were looking for or what they wanted for me. It was that I didn't have the same, I didn't, I, the way I was going to have to do it looked different. Uh, and so there were many times where I would go into sales groups and they'd be like, you got to sell, sell, sell. And I was like, I can't sell anything and I can't lie. These are two things. That are about. <laughs> I don't lie. <laughs> and I can't sell anything. These are two things that are true. And they're still true to this day. I, yeah. I do not sell anything. And I do not lie. Uh, and when I would be pushed in those directions of you got to sell and you got to make this. And, and if I don't feel it, I can't sell it. Right. If I'm not in embodying the feeling that you, the words that you were saying to me, I cannot do that. And so there were so many times when I was on a sales team and they're like, no, numbers driven, like you gotta get this many things. And I was like, first of all, if the person says that this isn't right for them, I'm not gonna sit here and convince them that this isn't right for them. Uh, but what I can do is like be excited about all the things that are good about it and help them figure out if it applies to their life. And that was that was where my, who I am versus what they were trying to get me to do separated. Uh, yeah. I always be top of sales. I've always been promoted everywhere I've ever went. I always say whatever building I put my ladder on, I climb right to the top of it and with ease, no problem. Uh, but it was because I realized that, wait a minute, they're, they're working off of a different, <laughs> different, map of the world than I am in a different toolbox uh, and in a different kind of uh, mindset behind things. And they may be able to tell a little white lie or a little fib, but I cannot. Uh, and I was able to hold my ground in that way, but I was also started communicating like, listen, I get that that's how you do it, but I promise you, I'll get you the results that you're looking for. I just need to be able to have the space and energy to do it the way that I need to do it in order for me to be able to kind of keep this sustainable. Cause I can try it your way once. It might even be successful your way, but I'm not going to want to continue to do it. And it's going to make me like, it's going to make me angry, which is how, you know, <laughs> how, how my frustration, my frustrations show up when someone's like, this is the way to do it. I'm like, but my, my body doesn't, my brain and body don't work that way. Uh, I got I can do it. I just got to find my own way. And any, every time I was given to find my own way, I was able to find that path, which is why I'm a big advocate for that when it comes to workplaces. It's like not everybody is built the same way that you are. No. Uh, there are all kinds of brain types. Uh, uh, Peggy and I have different kinds of uh, uh, what we call the divergent brain types, right? We, but are somehow those divergent brain types work really well together, right? So it is possible for everybody's brain types to work together in harmony, but you have to give the space. You have to give the space for everyone to be able to work their path the way that they work it. So um, the question is, so who should we ask for help when we are trying to solve the problem of communicating with our team? So who who should we ask for help? Because obviously, you know, it's not easy. Uh, so who's, who's that guy? You know, sometimes you're not going to like this answer because we're the problem and we're the solution. <laughs> so, and, and so I come at it a little bit different way than there, there's all sorts of tools out there. I mean, there, there, there really is. But first, it's to understand 
what's the goal of the team that you're working with? Because like you said earlier, I'm going to go back to what you said before, Monica, a building is not the people. You take all the people out of a hotel, you just got a building. So if it's, it's first to understand what are we all working towards? And it doesn't matter. You could be the sales team. You could be the marketing team. You could be the accounting team, but they all have to fit together and work together. So that's the first thing I always encourage to begin with is have a common goal that you're all working towards. Um, and then I just give some examples of what they can use, first of all, inside of them. And there was a great story written decades ago called the 333 story, which is, again, coming up with the answer yourself. And you start by writing the challenge that's in front of you, and you actually put it on a table in front of you, and you just start thinking about ways to solve it. Mm -hmm. Earl Nightingale had an exercise, and I would encourage everyone to do this, was to take five days. He said an hour. I'm like, okay, it should not take an hour a day. But every day, come up with 20 ways to solve the problem, grow the business, grow the department, whatever, whatever it is. So every day, 2020. And I've done this repeatedly with clients, and I know this. The first three days, you will have no problem because you have all those ideas in your head. You really yeah. do have the answer. Now, the fourth and fifth day, ooh, yeah, like you're like, what, 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 what else? But of that list, let's say you don't even get to 100, but you have 60. There's going to be one or two that you can start down the road mm -hmm. before you even look externally. The other part is, is that when you've gone through that exercise, it's like the reticular activating system. You'll be surprised how many coaches like myself you get introduced to, you get to be in the same space, you yes. say something to somebody and they go, oh, you should talk to Ellen. Yes. So now you can use that same process of writing that down that you want to find the external resource, but that exercise alone will put you in the space that the answers will come yes. externally. It's like I said, people don't always like the answers because they go, I just want to pay for this to have that. Yes. Well, you know, the funny part is I always say that this show is divinely programmed, right? So like I put the energy out there and the right person comes for the right conversation at the right time. Uh, and uh, even though this is the first time you and I are meeting, we are so aligned in so many ways because I 100% believe that you don't, there's there's no more learning that necessarily needs to happen right now. What needs to happen right now is you need to figure out what it, it, what does success look like and yep. what parts of success do you already have in your in your wheelhouse, in your toolbox that you can, that you can apply immediately. And then you ask for help on those things that you, you know, First thing is you already know what you don't know. You know, you know what you don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> so ask for help there, right? Because you, you know, and you remind you kind of like, okay, you, you, you know this. And sometimes you do need that reminder of knowing that. And then there are things that you didn't know you don't know. And that's what comes in the process, right? That's yeah. the, that's that like 1% that you just can't, you can't even plan for until something comes up and you're like, Crap, I didn't know I was supposed to do that, or I wasn't sure about that because it kind of comes with that process. But what I will say is uh, that's literally what the principles program courses are about. Uh, we always say we're the general practitioners and we send you to specialists like Ellen. <laughs> right? yeah. Those 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 principle course courses are two hours 
of you kind of searching within yourself in a particular focus so that you can at the end of the say, okay, I was right. I did know this, this, and this, and I've been all in my head and I've been having these nagging thoughts about, you don't know that and all the negative talk that's happening there. But on paper, I actually do know this part. I know that I don't know this part and I'm either going to take a class or go see someone like Ellen who's going to help me kind of like work through that part because that part I really just don't know. And in that process of working through uh, the things that you do know and getting help from someone and the things that you don't know, you're able to kind of find the answers for those things you didn't know that you don't know in that process. And so there is that marriage of I have to show up at least knowing what I want from someone before I can ask them for help right. as opposed to <laughs> I'm trying to do this. I don't know what, it, I don't know what to do uh, and not having anywhere to start. You can't ask a graphic designer to create a brand for you because they're going to ask you a bunch of questions. Yep. You can't ask a VA to run your business for you because you need to actually know the business yourself in order for them to be able to train in that. You can't ask someone to do something for you. You don't first know what you're trying to achieve and, and yep. what the basic parts of it are to achieve. You got to be able to ask for help from a very specific point of view. Uh, and so that's my yes and to your answer. You're going to take a principles course and learn, like figure out what that is, and yep. then go talk to Ellen in those areas when you figure out like, oh, this is what I need to ask Ellen for. Because Ellen, just to, just, just to bring it home, right? If someone comes to you with a very specific answer, is that easier for you to help them? Or if they come to you with a broad stroke of like, I have a problem, which one of those are you going to be more effective in helping them with? So I'm going to give you a different answer because um, I get that a lot. Because one of the first things that I help people with is picking that goal. Like you said, what's the focus? And some may not even want to open the door because they go, I have no clue. I have like no clue. They're actually easier in the sense of make the list of what you don't want. There's what you do want is on that other side. Because even those who come in the door who know what they want, so I said this answer is going to, people are just going to shake their head. <laughs> um, they come in the door knowing what they want. Most, and I'll say this, most come in the door because they're stuck or frustrated about where their business is at some level, whether it's income or they're working 80 hours. So they think it's a revenue generating problem. Yes. Most people, yeah. Most people think that's the problem. I just want to make more money, Ellen. I want to be like you. I want to triple my income. It's like, I know you think that's what, but here's what I promise them. Once you understand there are all sorts of resources to help you do that, which we're one of them, then you're going to realize if you really can do anything, what is it? And what do I want to do? And usually about two to three months in, I'll get a client who goes, I think I'm changing my goal. I go, this happens all the time. But that's actually the part that I love because it teaches people that every day you should be asking yourself, what do I really want? What do I really want if I could really have anything that I wanted? Do I want to work 40 hours and earn a million dollars? Or do I want to work 20 hours and earn a million and give a million to charity? So we help, I help them get started. That's what I would say to both of those. And depends on how clear they are. 
and knowing that that it'll make a difference. But I always go, I'm going to change your life because you are going to think <laughs> it's one. And then you're going to come in and go. And I just had a conversation with a client this week over that same thing. And I said, it's brilliant. And actually her new goal was brilliant. And it causes me to get goosebumps because I go, that's actually one of the first things she had said when we were talking. And then she tried to wrap the money around it. And I, and then it came back full circle to something that she loved and wanted to do. And that's her goal. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I both know money is the byproduct of excellence, right? And we can only live in our excellence when we're in, living in our truth about who we are and how we can contribute to the world. Yep. Uh, so sometimes people come to come into these spaces of looking for help from like, I just need to fix the symptom, which is I don't have money. But the truth, yes. the truth, <laughs> your problem is, problem. wait a minute, <laughs> I don't have a vehicle that will actually get me <laughs> to the place that I'm trying to go so that I can have the symptom fixed. <laughs> yep. For sure. Okay, so uh, Peggy's moving this along because we were, yeah. we knew we were going to be talking it. She said it to us. Uh, so time to gain knowledge. And then what is your one tip? for maximizing your business by focusing on understanding communication styles. So what's your one tip? So, well, okay, I'm going to wrap it in four because the one tip is to understand selling is communication. And one of the things that I, I work through is to ask yourself questions. What's the purpose of this conversation that I'm having? So you actually do some prep beforehand and understand the communication style is you. And the communication style is, are you connecting heart to heart? And so there's, there's a couple really good questions. What's the outcome of whatever interaction we're going to have? What do I have to be thinking? Because I'm going to tie it all the way back to them. It's not just a style. What do I have to be thinking? And normally thinking is, well, I want to see if I want to have another conversation or I want to see where I need to lead the team or I want to see what's really important going on with this team member because they might have a challenge being at home. Then what do I have to feel? Which is not doubtful, not worried, not anxious, not going in and meeting a team member and thinking the worst of them. And then what are the actions that I have to take? And usually actions are to ask really good questions and shut up. <laughs> yes. And then that's yeah. it. The result that happens comes from that. So that communication style takes away all of the, let's do sales. I and mean, I, I came from that world and so did you. At the end of the month in a lot of industries, it's like you're only as good as that last week. I promise you, if that's the way that anybody goes into any communication with, I have to make this happen, it is not going to happen. And you won't be able to put your finger on it because you think you're communicating, but they're hearing what's in your heart. And so I go to the communication cell of what's in your heart and lead with that. Yes. Love that. Uh, and I would say my one tip for maximizing your business by, uh, by kind of understanding communication styles is understanding that communicating with anyone is like being a partner in a dance. Right. There does have to be a strong lead, uh, but not an overpowering lead. But it's a finesse that goes back and forth and it's an exchange of energy, uh, energy and information. And so you have to be able to kind of like gently guide people in the direction that you want them to go uh, without uh, being forceful. Uh, and you also have to kind of 
feel the response in things and kind of adjust as you go along. So realize that that conversation that you're having with someone is a dance. Uh, and in order for that dance to be beautiful, uh, both sides of that party have to be connected. Uh, they have to be engaged and, the, and they have to be understanding of their role in that. You can't have two lead dancers that are partnered up, which one, which one of us are leading here because it will be kind of confusing. You need to have everybody in that dance understand what their roles are uh, and be able to give information in a seamless way so that you can have a beautiful dance in communication. So that's my uh, one tip. Uh, it is time for our announcements as we close every show, letting you know how we can totally connect with these amazing people who are on the show. So Ellen, what is your announcement and how can people connect with you? So two ways that they can connect. They certainly can go to the link that's being dropped and book a schedule on my calendar because I love to talk to people and learn their stories. And I promise they'll walk away with a piece of information that they needed. The second is I have this great little workbook, which who knew, but this is where the conversation was going because it's called the CEO Mindset Workbook. Meaning, how do you get in the place that you're the CEO of your business and work with your team? They can email me. It's ellen at ellentylercoaching.com. Just put CEO in the subject line and I'll know what you want. Perfection. And if you want to connect with me, uh, I am available at monicamhenderson.com. Uh, don't forget to put that M in there where you can internet stop me with all of my pages, <laughs> all of the things that I do. But you can also schedule a chat right there uh, and we can have a one-to-one -one or a group conversation so that you can learn a little bit more about my business and I can learn a little bit about you and how to support you in whatever it is you're trying to do. Uh, because I am actively engaged in you living healthy, wealthy, and fulfilled. And I'm excited to refer you to or support you by uh, giving you the tools and resources and people that you need in order to do that. So book a call with me. And here are the announcements for our community. Uh, so you can join us every single week uh, here at Wednesday at 9 a.m. or Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, join the conversation, chime in on the chat. We can, uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, also, if you want to, you can listen on the go. That's right. We are on all, all the platforms, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts, just to name a few. Uh, so go to your favorite place where you get all of your favorite podcasts and follow, subscribe, Check whatever the boxes are so that you can get it all the time. But if you want to be a co-host on the show, uh, you can just go ahead and, oh, it's over there. <laughs> you can go ahead and follow that QR code or you can go to meetlifemotivation.com forward slash live where you can apply to be on the show so that you can sit here in another box with me and how Ellen is today uh, and let the world know how awesome you are. And don't forget tomorrow you are going to be hanging out with Peggy. Yes. And I will be the one bullying her through the show. Uh, so <laughs> you can hang out with her. She's going to help you build your brand. Uh, and that's tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and if you are a speaker and you are in the UK time zone, this message is for you. Calling all dynamic speakers. So many people are struggling. Together, we have the power to create a global impact. 
We are looking for dynamic speakers to partner with us in our mission to help millions live healthy, wealthy, and fulfilled. We need speakers in four areas of expertise, personal development, business development, brand development, network development. Apply today at www.nextglobalvirtualconference.com. Okay, well, that's all the announcements. If you aren't, don't have tickets to the conference, they're on sale now. Uh, and uh, if you do have tickets to the conference, we will see you in a couple weeks. Uh, but Ellen, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. It was a pleasure. As you can see, we went all the way to the limit of the show. That's how much fun we had today, and I appreciate you. Uh, that is all for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks, Monica.